inspiring stories, practical applications. Doing ministry well. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash doingministrywell. All right. Hello, everyone, and thank you for checking into another episode of Doing Ministry Well. Um, yeah, another living room session in beautiful Manoa Valley. Um, today, we are joined by Josh Parsons. Josh, thanks so much for being on the show. It's a pleasure. All right. Um, yeah, I just met you this past Sunday. I gave you a ride home from church, and uh, yeah, you shared a little bit about what you're doing, and it was super interesting to me. But first, I got to ask, how old are you? I'm 19. 19, okay. I think you're yeah. the youngest person we've interviewed yet, so that's <laughs> there you awesome. Go. Yeah. That's awesome. So, um, you're here in, in Hawaii, but where where's home for you? Home? Uh, let's see. Um, I was born in Canada. Uh, lived there until I was about the age of seven. And that's when my family started to get involved in ministry. Moved here to Hawaii. Uh, that's, that's where they did their training. Here for about a year, and then we moved to China. Okay. Uh, there for about four years. After that, I moved to Thailand. I was there for about six years of that. And then I've been in Texas for the last two years at college. Okay. So I've moved around a lot, but home I'd have to say is Thailand right now because okay. that's where my family's at. Okay, so. okay. Do you identify with the uh, term, this is a new term to me, but third culture kid? I do, yes, yeah. And it's always kind of interesting when somebody asks me where I'm from. It's like, well, do you want the long story, the short story, or right, right. the basic answer? Or, yeah. Yeah. Talk Absolutely. to us a little bit about being a third culture kid and what that is. I mean, that term's literally like this month new to me. Talk, tell our listeners a little bit about what that means. Absolutely, yeah. Um, growing up in Canada for the amount of time I did, I was used to that kind of life, used to just living there. Didn't have any really realization of what was going around, uh, on in, around the world and in other countries. And then so moving over there, yeah, it was a big shock, but I was able to, to adjust quite well. Um, there were a lot of kids in the area that I was able to play with and um, kind of fit in really good. Um, it's a lot different than living over here in the States and moving around a lot. Uh, it's a lot different, but looking back, I wouldn't trade those experiences over there for anything. You know, you come back and they say, you know, people over here are like, uh, you, do you wish you, you lived over here and, you know, had your friends and your sporting events and whatever. And looking back, I, I wouldn't do anything different. It's uh, just the experience and life experience I had over there is, is really invaluable. Yeah, so. that's awesome. Um, you said you just graduated from a school in Texas. What are you doing in Texas? Yeah, um, it's a school called the Alert Academy. Okay. Uh, it stands for the Air Land Emergency Resource Team. And uh, it's, a, it's a Christian academy, and they do a lot of emergency response uh, type programs. And I did the paramedic program there. Okay. Awesome. And have you been able to, how are you applying and using that now? Yeah, so back up a little. Uh, when we moved to Thailand, uh, about a year after we were there, I met a, uh, a missionary there. He had actually grown up in Thailand. Uh, he'd gone on to join the army. He was in the, the Ranger Battalion and Special Forces. And he'd come back to, to serve in Thailand as a missionary. His name is Dave Eubank. And uh, he runs a missions group over there called the Free Burma Rangers. And they're a group that goes into Burma, into the war zones there. And they provide a lot of relief work uh, with the intent of doing evangelism and ministering to the people there. And the core of their ministry there is, is medical work, medical uh, relief. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where I first got interested in the medical field and using that as, uh, as a tool for missions. And uh, really had an interest in that. And this academy in Texas really fit into that plan. Hmm. And uh, really equipped me with the skills to be able to go back there and use, use that over there. 
That's awesome. So is uh, Burma? Is it illegal to go into Burma? It is the way we do it. Yes, yeah. um, you can go in legally, but that's into like the main cities, and visas are really hard. You can yeah. only get them for a couple of days. And uh, the the people that we minister to, primarily the Karen, which is a tribal group that yeah. lives in uh, East Burma there, okay. and in the Southern Peninsula as well. Uh, they're under a lot of persecution by the government. They have been for about 70 years now, basically a genocide, mm. where the, the military government will come in and they'll raid villages, they'll shoot people, they'll rape the woman, they'll steal people to use as porters and human minesweepers. It's just a really bad situation there. And uh, so the areas that we go into, uh, just out in the jungle, out in the mountains there, is unreachable by the inside if, uh, if you're to fly in. So we have to go in from a neighboring country across the border and uh, have to sneak across at night, you know, carrying our supplies and whatever with us. So, wow. yes, that's, that's great. Pretty intense. <laughs> um, yeah, just tell us once you're on the ground in, uh, in Burma, uh, what, is, what does that look like? What are you doing when you're there? Yeah, um, so usually it takes a couple days to get inside. Uh, we have to hike from a certain area in another country and get across and lots of boat trips across rivers and hiking over mountains and whatnot. But once we get to the actual spot, uh, we usually try and look for the conflict areas, um, some area that's been attacked recently, and uh, we'll go there. The first thing we want to do is we want to get them out of the situation they're in. So if they're running, we'll run with them, uh, get them to a, it's usually a whole village that's running. You, know, you got your old, you got your young, you got your old grandmothers carrying children, and it's just a whole array of ages and whatever. So we'll run with them, we'll get them to a safe spot, a hiding spot, and uh, where they're able to be sheltered from the, the Burma army and the attacks. And then that's where we'll start coming in and uh, provi providing relief, uh, bringing relief supplies such as you know food, Bibles, um, medical supplies, and uh, just whatever we can bring to help. And it's through that practicality of being able to help them is where we can really uh, open up and share the gospel with them. So, I mean, if you go in there with just the gospel, it's great, and God can do great things. But when you can set up a clinic for a day, and you have all these people flocking to uh, come be helped, that's a, a great opportunity to be able to share, and they'll receive it really well. Wow. So. Wow. That's, that's amazing, amazing work. Uh, how big is the team that you usually go in with? Teams are usually right around 10, okay. a group of 10 or so. Okay. Awesome. Um, usually comprised of American missionaries, a couple doctors, um, yeah. Okay. I gotta ask, how do your parents feel about this <laughs> dangerous work that you're doing? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I was 15 when I first went in, so it was a big stretch for them. Uh, I'd been out on my own a little bit before that, and uh, it was it was it was kind of hard to be honest to convince them. Uh, I don't I don't think I shared everything with them, all the dangers involved. <laughs> they knew a lot of it themselves. They watched the the videos about the missions group, and they knew a lot about it. So. Uh, it took a lot of convincing, um, but ultimately I think they uh, just came to a place where they they knew that if it was God's will, that he'd be protecting me and uh, whatever happened to be part of his plan. And so uh, very grateful for that and the, the mindset that they were able to show there. So Yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, in your time of, of ministry, what would you say has been the, the highlight? Is there something that just comes to mind is when I say the word highlight? Right. Um, for me... Honestly, when I go into these areas, uh, I haven't just been to Burma. I, I did a trip to Vietnam. Okay. Uh, we smuggled Bibles in there as well. So it kind of another high-risk trip. Yeah. Uh, it was for two weeks, smuggled Bibles into the northern area of Vietnam. 
uh, into the churches, a lot of tribal areas as well. So uh, throughout these trips, you know, these trips I've done, uh, honestly, a highlight for me is just seeing the, the strength of the believers there. Uh, you, you go with the mindset that you're going to be blessing them, you're going to be um, just, you know, ministering to them. And I, most of the time, that's, it's, it's, a, it's a two-way kind of connection you get in that you're strengthened by the, the, uh, the strength under fire, the, the boldness that you see there. Especially in Vietnam, we, we met with a couple pastors that, um, it was actually two pastors that passed their church out in the, in the mountains there. And uh, they've been tortured for their, for their faith and uh, really persecuted uh, just in that area. And it usually works itself out that one of the pastors gets arrested, spends some time in prison, he's being tortured, you know, they want him to renounce his faith. And his assistant is the one pastoring the church. And then by the time they find out what he's doing, they arrest him. The other guy's normally out. So they just kind of do this switch off back and forth of who pastors the church and take turns in prison and suffering for, for Christ. And it's, it's just a great, it's just amazing to see and to hear and uh, just an encouragement in my life as well. Yeah. So. yeah, on the flip side of that, what's been the biggest struggle um, in ministry and how do you feel like you've overcome that? Yeah, um... For me, uh, what I see a lot in ministry in, in my own life is, if I can put it in one term, be putting God in a box. Mm. And uh, so often we get into situations where we feel like we can get ourselves out of, and uh, we, we know that we should consult God about it and that He can get us out of that situation, but we kind of put Him in a box saying, like, oh, God wouldn't do that. And yeah, He did miracles way back in the Bible times and, you know, 2,000 years ago, but I don't think He'd do that for me today. And we, we really limit his power, I think, and well, I should say I do um, a lot of times. And uh, so that's one big struggle for me is just realizing that God is all-powerful and what he did 2,000 years ago, he can do today. Mm. And just trusting and believing in that. Yeah. Have you seen some stories or, or seen some stories? Have you had some encounters with God's power? I have, yes, yeah. Why don't you share one of those stories? Yeah. Um, so it was actually not too long ago. We were down by the border, uh, crossing into Burma. Can't say what country we were crossing uh, out of, mm-hmm. but uh, we were down by the river. It was kind of the first leg of the trip. We had already taken a five-hour truck ride um, to get to that spot, and uh, we were there with all our bags, and we just looked really rugged. And anybody looking at us would know what we were gonna do. You know, we weren't just there for touring the sites and and whatnot. So we get down to the river, and all of a sudden, this whole group of soldiers from the country that we were still in comes up from the river, and they have a boat there. And you know, they they're they're pretty rugged guerrilla fighters, and they have their grenades slung across their chest, and they got their M16s and all that. They're looking pretty fierce. And uh, so we just started praying, you know, so because we're stuck there, trucks are behind us, and we don't want to just make a run for it, because you know we we have a mission, we want to get in there. So we're praying, but it, it just doesn't look good. Um, on that side of the border, they wouldn't have really done anything to us. We just got, would have gotten in a lot of trouble. Right. Um, it's the Burma site you got to worry about. But uh, we were praying and um, just asking for a way out. And uh, we just thought, well, you know, just smile, wave, and we'll see what they do. So we go up to them and shake their hand and like us. And we never shared what the intent of of our mission. and. Um, they were happy to just let us go and do whatever we were doing. We didn't tell them and they didn't ask. So it was great. The real answer to prayer. And, uh, well, it seemed like an impossible situation for us. It looked like, you know, we're, we're done. This is the end of our trip. And we just started. 
and uh, just really praying and asking God for a way out of that situation, and He gave it to us. So mm-hmm. it was great. Well, that's awesome. Um, yeah, if you had to share three practical tips with our listeners on how to do ministry well, what would those be? Number one, I'd have to say, and this is a quote by Jim Elliott, and uh, he says, wherever you are, be all there. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's been quite real for me. Um, oftentimes when you're in these situations, it's there's a lot of difficulty that, that goes with it. You know, a lot of times that you question yourself and say, you know, why am I doing this? This is this is crazy. You know, I've, I could be back in at home with my family or back in the States and just living a normal life and you know why am I doing this and uh, it creates a kind of a separation from where we're at and where God's called us Mm. and uh, I just have to remind myself that if God's called me here I need to be all here I need to have all my efforts being in in one place and that is serving God so number two if God's called you somewhere um, don't be afraid to go He's called you to go out and speak to somebody, build a relationship with someone, or really step out and, and join a ministry, whatever. He he has a plan for you, and he's going to bring that to completion. And uh, I think so, so often we question God and uh, say, we hear the calling, but we question the outcome. And uh, I've just really come to realize that if God's called you somewhere, he's gonna he has a plan. And he's going to bring that to completion. We just need to trust him. Number three uh, would be take risks. Um, we're limited so often in what we do in our ministry by risks. And uh, especially in, in this kind of work, working at the Free Burma Rangers, it's a dangerous line of work. And uh, if we were to take, mm, take into consideration all the risks involved, it would be an outnumbering um, factor there that, all the odds are saying, you know, you shouldn't go. But uh, we just have to trust God and, and realize that the risks that are involved are are not greater than God. He is greater than them. And uh, those risks shouldn't keep us from, from doing God's work. Hmm. How do you feel like you've gotten to that place of, of trusting God in the, in the risky stuff? Well, I'd say I'm not all there yet. You know, there's still, still situations that come up when... Uh, you realize that you're not there, and uh, but I say a lot of the being able to trust God is from experience and from those first times of stepping out in faith, and uh, just doing it despite the dangers, despite the risks, and then looking back on that and seeing how God brought you through that in the first place, and then being able to just repeat it and say, okay, God, if you've done it before, you've done it for others, you can do it for me, and uh, just coming to that. It's not easy. It's not easy, but it is possible. So. That's awesome. Does uh, if some of our listeners wanted to get involved with with what you're doing, is there a, a website or is it pretty selective? Or absolutely, uh, no. Uh, and there's lots of ways you can get involved. There's lots of support you can do just from just from here. Uh, one of the big things is just letting others know what's happening over there. Mm. It's a uh, it's shrouded in a lot of secrecy what's happening in Burma. So just getting the word out. Um, telling others what's going on is a, is a big help. And then prayer is another big thing. Prayer is, is such a, a life changer over there. Mm-hmm. And uh, just to have people over here praying for the missionaries that go in, the ethnics inside that are serving their own people uh, is just a great help. And there's other things you can do, you know, fundraising for the mission group itself. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, they have a website. It is 
freebrummerrangers.org. So www.freebrummerrangers.org. And there's a link on there. You can email them, get in contact with them, just you know, see how you want to help. If you want to go over there and help in their office, uh, help with their support work, you can do that as well. So there's lots of ways to get involved. Awesome. Um, how often are you going in? Are you allowed to share that? Or? Um, I've gone in about four or five times now. Uh, starting when I was 15, 19 okay. now. Um, I've done about a trip a year. Um, there's usually a, a better time of the year for me, mm-hmm. uh, just being off from school, that I've been able to go in and uh, been able to repeat a couple trips there mm-hmm. in the course of about two months. Yeah. So, yeah. So Oh, so you're in there for two months? Sorry. Uh, on and off. Okay. On and off. There was about two months that I was involved in it, okay. but uh, we went out and came back in okay. um, just the way that worked there so. yeah. um, I'm kind of a gear guy this is kind of ridiculous I don't know if anyone else is <laughs> going to be interested but I'm interested you said you're carrying everything in that you're carrying what what uh, what kind of personal supplies are you carrying and then what kind of supplies are you right. carrying for what you're doing well, we try and pack light ourselves as far as our personal gear goes because yeah. we want to be open be able to take supplies in yeah if you're weighed down with your own personal comforts and whatever it's hard to be able to carry medical supplies and right. whatever in uh, we have pretty big loads when we go in um, just because of the supplies and the the relief supplies that have been donated or mm-hmm. medical supplies that we need for the clinics um, so we take very few personal items just a couple couple changes of clothes um, something to carry water in usually a little tiny compact water filter because mm-hmm. uh, the water's not quite safe <laughs> to drink in there yeah and uh, a knife and you know just a couple personal items and then we're able to fill the rest of that weight if you could say with medical supplies IVs um, saline bags medications and bandages and everything you need inside there so are you treating mainly like wounded people from the persecution that's happening there uh, that's only a part of it. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of tropical diseases, a lot of uh, wounds that get infected. Yeah. Uh, it's a bad place for infection. But there's a lot of uh, infectious diseases in those areas of the jungle, malaria, dengue, uh, typhoid, lots of fever-related uh, illnesses. So you also see bullet wounds and injuries from landmines and explosions in there. And we do treat those as well. But uh, a lot of it does is just normal um, treatable uh, illnesses and, and injuries hmm. um, they don't have access to a doctor or hospital so when we come in it's, it's kind of it right so um, and how are how is this program funded are you fundraising personally or I am yes and uh, a lot of these trips have been from my own savings and uh, gifts from others awesome. but uh, the, the ministry is, is funded by a lot of churches throughout the states they have a lot of support from different places different areas a lot of different individuals as well so yes. So when you're not uh, going into Burma, what uh, what else are you doing? Well, growing up, I had high school. Yeah. I still had to finish that, so that was kind of my holiday times or whatever. And when I came back, I mm-hmm. had to finish that. And then these last two years is when I've been at the academy studying paramedics. Okay. So I just did it in between those breaks and furloughs there. Yeah. Awesome. So. Awesome. Um, yeah. Has there been a resource or a book, a teaching, something that's really been inspiring you lately? Recently, I've been really encouraged by the story of Jim Elliott and Nate Saint, uh, the ones that went down to Ecuador, gave their lives there. 
Uh, there are a couple of books that have been written about him, a lot of biographies. Uh, one is Jungle Pilot. Uh, can't remember who's, who it's by, but it's about you know, the story of the five minish, uh, missionaries uh, going in there. Um, another one is Beyond Gates of Splendor. There's another book about those five minute, uh, missionaries. And it's been really an encouraging story because they, they as well had to overlook those risks, overlook the dangers of the people that God had called them to. And in the end, they did end up giving their lives for the sake of the calling that they had. And uh, God really used that as an opportunity to evangelize that tribe that probably would not have heard of, of God and probably would have gone extinct if they hadn't gone in there. Right. And uh, it's just a great story, great example of following God and um, through the risks of the danger, mm-hmm. being faithful. So, um, Some of our listeners might be missionaries and, and have kids or uh, are thinking about going on the mission field and have kids. What would your advice be to parents that are going to be missionaries and have kids? That's a good one. Um, my advice would be have them involved in uh, what, as many areas as you can. Mm-hmm. Uh, make them a part of the ministry. If you're going on a trip to some people group or on some trip, bring them, bring them with you. Yeah. Um, just get them involved. And have them be able to be a part of that ministry and yeah. uh, feel like they have a part in it. Can you think of a story of, of growing up where you really felt involved in the ministry that your parents were doing? Yeah, so one of my adopted brothers, I have three adopted brothers from Thailand. Mm-hmm. One of them, the oldest of the three, is from a, a hill tribe in Thailand. Um, and so we would go visit his family, uh, minister to his village a lot. And uh, they'd bring me along and I'd be able to play with the, the village kids and we'd go out and hunt and you know whatever. And uh, be able to just share with them as well. So it was it was great being involved in that and just being a part of that whole thing. So awesome, awesome. Well, this was an exciting interview. I, you're doing some really awesome stuff, and it's cool that you're our youngest interview uh, e so far. And <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate you you being on the show and, and sharing sharing with us today. So would you just close us out by praying for our listeners? Absolutely. Yeah. Let's pray. Oh Lord, just want to thank you for this time that we could have here to to share, Lord, and uh, just want all this glory, Lord, to go to you, and uh, just praise you for uh, the way you've uh, worked in my life, the way you've guided me, and uh, guided my family, and just thank you for the opportunity to be a part of your work, and uh, just ask, Lord, that you would bless um, whoever's listening to this, Lord, and uh, Lord, that you just place in them a desire to serve you, Uh, Lord, if there is any doubts holding them back from serving you any risks that they may need to take lord you give them the faith you give them the strength and the boldness to just step out and uh, and to trust you lord and uh, i know how hard that can be but i just ask that you would give them peace in their lives uh, lord if you've called them to do some work uh, lord that they would go willingly lord and uh, just give all their doubts and cares to you lord and to be able to follow you we just thank you for your goodness lord and just pray for uh, pray for the people of Burma as they are under attack by the Burma army, as they are struggling, uh, as they are uh, under a lot of persecution for their faith, for their belief in you. Uh, we just thank you for the example that they are to us uh, of uh, just being willing to serve you under intense persecution and uh, when most people would give up. We just ask, Lord, that we would learn from these examples, uh, Lord, that we would become bold followers of you that are not afraid to stand up for you and be unashamed of your gospel, Lord. And we just thank you for 
this time that we had here and uh, just ask that we would uh, serve you, Lord. We do it with gladness. We do it with joy. And we just thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Josh, thanks so much for being on the show. You're welcome. If you've enjoyed this episode of Doing Ministry Well, you can help us out by rating, commenting, and subscribing on iTunes and sharing this podcast with your friends. Check out the podcast notes to find out more about today's guests and other resources mentioned on this episode. To find out more about Doing Ministry Well, check out our website, www.doingministrywell.com. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestion on who we should interview next, email us at doingministrywell at gmail.com. To find out more about me, your host, visit my blog at www.jimjessbaker.com. That's www.jimjessasinjessicabaker.com. All links are Amazon affiliate links and help us out when you make a purchase through them.